Area schools expect to return for in-person classes this spring. Former Project Linus president sentenced to 30 months in federal prison for stealing from the nonprofit. More on these stories. I'm Sierra Henry. I'm Kelsey Watsonauer. And this is Lee Enterprises Long Story Short. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Long Story Short, where we recap Central Illinois news from Lee Enterprises journalists. Today, we're going to start with a bit of state and local government news. This week, Governor J.B. Pritzker deployed the Illinois National Guard to Bloomington to help local public health officials in administering COVID vaccinations. The deployment is part of an effort by the state to increase vaccinations, Lindsay Jones and Brendan Moore reported this week. Four teams of Illinois National Guard and Air National Guard members for a total of 60 soldiers were sent to the area. They will be divided between the vaccination clinic at Grossinger Motors Arena in downtown Bloomington and two mobile teams who will travel site to site with the McLean County Health Department. To read more about what this means, And for an update on vaccinations in McLean County, check out Lindsay and Brendan's report at panagraph.com. And now we're going to move into some local government news. Taxes were at the center of a Coles County board meeting discussion Tuesday night. Coles County resident Charles Stodden, who has repeatedly criticized the board, said he filed a lawsuit earlier this month because the county has ignored taxpayers for too long. The lawsuit claims the county board's hiring of an independent appraiser to do a property assessment was illegal, a claim that has been often repeated by a group called Concerned Taxpayers of Coles County. There's a lot going on during this discussion, but Dave Fopay gives the full rundown in his report, so head on over to JG-TC to read the full story. The town of Normal is seeking reimbursement for additional personnel costs brought on when firefighters and police responded to a February 13th train derailment in Uptown Normal. Finance Director Andrew Hune said the total cost is less than $20,000 and the town is not sure if or when it will receive a reimbursement. Union Pacific Railroad Company said they are continuing an investigation into what caused the 17-car derailment and they do not have an estimated cost of damages at this time. To read more, check out my story at Panagraph.com. And now we're going to move into some education news. So Kelsey, tell me what happened with uh, District 87 board candidate this week. All right, so kind of falling between government and education news, a Bloomington District 87 school board candidate is under fire after a few high school students released a video in which students, parents, and community members read and reacted to some of the things John Reed has posted on his Facebook in the last year. The posts were mostly shared from meme accounts and featured overtly racist and misogynistic messages. Bloomington Ward 6 Alderwoman Jen Carrillo and Ward 5 candidate Patrick Lawler have called for Reed to withdraw from the District 87 race. Also playing a big role in this story is Ward 5 candidate Nick Becker, who has endorsed Reed. Carrillo, Lawler, and the students have called on Becker to withdraw his endorsement as well. Late Friday evening, Reed posted that he was going to stop his campaign, but said it was too late to officially withdraw his name from the ballot. So to read more about this, be sure to find Tim Egger in my report at panagraph.com. Bloomington District 87, McLean County Unit 5, and Mattoon schools all announced that they will be expanding in-person learning at the end of this month. Unit 5, which is already offering five days a week for its formerly hybrid elementary students, will bring sixth grade hybrid students in for four days a week in person starting March 30th, and seventh through twelfth grade hybrid students will start four days a week on April 5th. District 87 will begin teaching their hybrid pre-K students in person five days a week on March 30th, and other grade levels on the 
hybrid model will attend four days a week. Mattoon hybrid students will be in person five days a week starting March 22nd, adding Wednesdays to their schedules after previously having a day reserved for remote instruction. It was a busy week for education news this week, so to keep up and read more on the Bloomington Normal Schools, be sure to find Kelsey Watsonauer stories at pantograph.com, and to read up on the Mattoon School, find Rob Stroud's report at gg-tc.com. And now we're going to move into some sports news. So Kelsey, tell me what the Illinois High School Association announced this week. IHSA announced this week plans to expand the number of spectators allowed to attend outdoor athletic events. As part of Phase 4 of the state's Restore Illinois plan, there can now be a total of 50 spectators to 20% venue capacity, Herald and Review sports editor Justin Kahn wrote this week. Guidelines still require athletes to wear masks when participating except for swimming and diving in outdoor events where social distancing can occur. This story ran across all three of our websites this week, so if you want to read more about this announcement, visit panograph.com HeraldTitanReview.com and JG-TC.com for more information. Now moving into some college football. Tell me more, Sierra. A former Notre Dame receiver, Micah Jones, recently signed a scholarship agreement to transfer to Illinois State University this summer. Jones was a four-star recruit out of Gurney Warren, which is the same high school as current Redbirds Cole Anderson, Melvin Pettis, and Adam Saul, Panagraph reporter Randy Ryan Hart wrote this week. He's the second transfer to announce intentions to play with ISU this fall. Defensive lineman Noah Hickox of Minnesota signed to ISU in January. Check out Ryan Hart's report at Panagraph.com to read more about Jones and his football career. And now we're going to move into some public safety and courts news. So Kelsey, uh, what happened with Project Linus? Um, I think it has quite a bit of history to it, but tell me what's going on with them. The former president of Project Linus, a Bloomington-based national nonprofit that provides handmade blankets for children who are sick, traumatized, or otherwise in need, was sentenced to 30 months in federal prison this week for stealing from the organization. 61-year-old Carol Babbitt pleaded guilty to five counts of mail fraud, eight counts of wire fraud, and five counts of money laundering as she controlled the organization's bank accounts and used its credit cards for personal use. She was president of the organization from 2000 to 2016, and beginning in 2010, she stole more than $400,000, which was then spent on clothing, electronics, pet grooming, furniture, sporting event tickets, and personal travel. For the full story, including the hundreds of thousands she was ordered to pay in restitution, find Kate Heather's story, which is posted to all three of her websites, panograph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc.com. Now moving into some Decatur crime. A Decatur police have opened an investigation into a false swatting incident that occurred last Sunday. Detective Sergeant Chris Copeland said that police received a call Sunday night, last Sunday night, of someone being shot in a Decatur home and additional threats to shoot responding officers. But the call was a malicious false alarm, he said. The call, which tied officers up for nearly two hours, was made against an innocent Decatur resident who told the police that he had no idea why someone would make such a call. The police are now tracing from where the call came from and the investigation is ongoing. False alarm calls such as this one are designed to provoke a full-scale emergency response and are known as swatting, a reference to law enforcement units known as SWAT teams, special weapons and tactics, who carry military-style weapons and weapons to respond to serious incidents. Uh, This has been around for a while and in 2017, police in Wichita, Kansas, mistakenly shot and killed an innocent man who was a victim of a false swatting alarm. To read more about the story, uh, check out Tony Reed's report at herald-review.com. And now Kelsey's going to close us out with some community news. So Kelsey, uh, what's the coolest tool in Illinois that's made in Illinois? (laughs) 
Well, I think that's a matter of opinion, but a Decatur-made custom tooling product is once again in the running to win the top honors in the coolest thing made in Illinois contest. The tool is a product of Deco Manufacturing, founded in 1955, which creates heavy-duty, adjustable anchors and material handling products custom-built for customers' needs. Other products in the top eight finalists include Giant Magellan Telescope, Blistex Lip Ointment, and Jessup Original Grip Tape. The competition began with 311 nominees. This competition, called the Maker's Madness, this is so timely, because it's March, like March Madness. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So Maker's Madness is hosted by the Illinois Manufacturers Association, and voters across the state will choose the winner. It's kind of cool to like see what kind of different products are made in Illinois. Um, I don't know. Have you ever heard of like Mullins dressing, like the Mullins salad dressing? I think so. It's like a French dressing. Maybe. Well, that's made in like um, I Palestine, Illinois, which is te- it's my it's technically my hometown. I grew up in Robinson, Illinois, but Palestine is where I was like born, and I like spent a lot of time in Palestine. And then also. Um, if you guys like hunting, you can check out my dad's, uh, my dad and my uncle's um, hunting boot uh, company, Lathrop and Sons, which makes custom, which custom fits hunting boots for all your needs. They're um, they're also really popular. But like, just what I was saying earlier, I mean, there's just a lot of like really cool products that are made in Illinois that like I don't think you would really necessarily know about. So, cool, cool story. Um, my hometown is where Luminoc is made, which, you know, honestly, I don't know that much about it because I don't know anything about hunting, but it's a green lighted arrow knock used for shot placement, recognition, and arrow retrieval. And they moved into this empty lot that was in um, my hometown uh, in West Central Illinois, like Knox County, like while I was still in high school. And they've are super successful and they've like been on national tv and stuff it's very cool and uh, they're just like that company that's in that building (laughs) to me remember okay like remember there was like a bloomington couple that was like recently on shark tank it was the potty this timer i don't think that's what it's called i think it's the potty timer (laughs) please give us a second while we um google the name Toilet timer. Oh, toilet timer. it's the toilet timer. Oh, I think I got potty from Squatty Potty. But, but, yeah. but um, toilet timer. So, yeah, really, like, I don't know, interesting. Lots of, like, entrepreneurs in Illinois, I guess. Good good for Illinois. <laughs> glad, glad. Um, I always said, speaking of, like, hunting products, I always said that, like, my family needed its own, like, t- TV show, like, Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Which, you know, they're, they're known for, like, their duck calls. Hello! We just got the lights shut on us. Oh, Kelsey blew out the lights. Okay, there we go. Oh, we should have our own show. You know what? The newsroom needs its own show. I would pay, I would watch a TV show, but when we're all together, not, like, separately, because then, otherwise it's just me crying on my couch on a weekly basis. Honestly, same. But, you know, I think there's a show that was called The Newsroom. Oh wait, there is on Netflix. Wait, it's a recently show. It's a recent show. Oh wait, there's two shows. There's the newsroom, which is an older like '80s yeah, show, 
And then there's like a show that was on, well, who knows when, I don't, time is irrelevant. And there's a recent like TV producer. 12. <laughs> Sorry. I interrupt you, but. What am I thinking? What am I thinking? Like Office Space? Oh yeah, there's Office Space. That's an old one. Okay, yeah, so great conversation about TV shows that was born out of this interesting competition. So if you're an entrepreneur and you have a product that you're making in Illinois, tweet at me, PG underscore Sierra Henry. And then Kelsey's Twitter at is not the same as mine. Hers is a little more complicated. What is it? It's way simpler. It's K and then my last name. If you can't spell it, look in the description of this episode. Uh, So that's going to do it for us today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, if you're enjoying our podcast and our reporting, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. While you're at it, head on over to panagraph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc.com to look at subscription information and consider supporting hashtag local journalism.